back to get tested. Mother approved. I'm the kid Ruben. I'm the mom Dawn and hello March. Hola. Maybe I already said that last week. I don't know, probably. That's okay. It's still March. Yeah, but I said hola. How come you said hola? Because this week is Guillermo del Toro. Oh, it is Guillermo. Yeah, I can't say it. Try it. Guillermo del Toro. (laughs) That's not right. (laughs) That's not right. Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, close enough. Yes. It is. It is, it is, it because is. Because for March, we're doing we're doing directors. Yes, So we're we are. not just doing, oh, pick a theme. We're doing pick a director. Yes. And this week was Guillermo del Toro, which is an interesting one to start with. Yes. Because he's very different. Yes. And, and we talked about this last week, but I like doing this theme because it's not just going to be, here's... Here's boring white guy who makes summer blockbusters. Here's boring white guy who makes summer blockbusters. We're gonna get some interesting movies. Boy, that's the, for sure. But you know what I mean, like, yeah, well, yeah, like, yeah. like I think I think if this was episode, like actual episode twenty five or whatever one, this is not episode one hundred and twenty five. Exactly. That it would just be like George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, Clint Eastwood, Clint Eastwood. Like it's not. It, it, and I think that this week has some pretty interesting things. If you've never listened to the podcast before. Kid Tested Mother Proved is a weekly podcast where each week we pick a theme or a theme is given to us and then we pick a movie for each other to watch based on that theme. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, I was going to say, no, because I was going to say his name again, but then I was going to massacre it. No, do it. You got it. Guillermo del Toro. He's not a, he's not a Harry Potter spell. <laughs> I don't know. Guillermo del Toro. I don't know. Anyway, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, close enough. I've been calling him Benicio del Toro all week. Different guy. I know. Um, so we're doing him. And yes. what movie did you have to watch? I had to watch Pan's Labyrinth. And I had to watch Crimson Peak. Mm-hmm. Who's going to go first? You. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so Crimson Peak, 2015. Yes. Starring Jessica Chastain. Yeah. A girl I don't, another girl I don't know. Mia Wachowski. I don't, have you, have I seen she's her? She's in anything? the, uh, yeah, she's in the Alice in Wonderland reboot. Is she Alice? Yeah. Oh, she did look familiar to me. Um, and then Loki. Tom, Tom Hilston's butt. <laughs> that's okay. It I, is in the movie. I'm not just saying that. I know. I don't You remember. see his butt. Well, that's okay. We all have them. That's what I tell the kids when they're like, wait, what? <laughs> well, we have, we all have booties. Wait, hold on. Let me just. Oh my, what a revelation. <laughs> yeah, we all have booty, so it's okay. So, anyway, um, let's see, Tom Huddleston, is that his name? Huddleston? Hiddleston, Hiddleston. Hiddleston, sorry. Yeah, it took me, I was like, wait, because I knew you had said his name, and then I'm you know, like, watching You know, Crimson Peak, directed by Benicio Del Toro, starring Tom Huddleston and that <laughs> blonde lady. <laughs> no, so, okay, so this film really looks like, mm-hmm. um, like a Jane Eyre film. Yeah. So like Sense and Sensibility, all those. It's really, but you're like. Sorry, wait, you mean Jane Austen? What did I say? Jane Eyre? That's oh, a different yeah, sorry. book. Jane Austen film. Like yes. Sense, sorry, my brain is busy. Like Sense and Sensibility or Emma or one of those. Because it has, it, it takes place yeah. kind of in that time period. I would agree with you, but also say that it, to me, felt like a universal monster movie. That era uh-huh, of of uh-huh. like like I'd be interested to see if this was in black and white, but I feel like the obviously it doesn't work because the red almost in like a if how they did Schindler's List where that was in black and white and the only one color was red. Right. I would like to see that like this like that. Well, but I feel like they kind of we're jumping way ahead. And let me just say this: the two movies that we're going to talk about tonight mm-hmm. are definitely not children's films. No, we're going to talk about some pretty serious. Um, Subjects, kind of. Yeah, it's gross kind stuff. Of, kind of. Um, so, if you're a parent and you've got a child in the car, I don't think this is the greatest episode for you guys no. to listen to together. I, I would say there's definitely other episodes. And you know what? If you're a kid listening to this by yourself, just turn it off because it's it's not really appropriate, and I don't want you to listen to it. <laughs> I was gonna do a bit about like oh, those little dingus is gone, but no, like, but but for real, just because like here's the thing: they're not like. Well, gross kind of movies. It's not like Tarantino movies. No, it's not it's like just the storyline is adult and serious. They're yeah, they're just very. But at the same time, there's this weird whimsy to it. They, to to both of them, to right. this weird kind of like 
fantastical sense to it, but it still is very adult and deals with some very heavy topics. But like, I mean, I'm jumping again. Uh, apparently, a lot of people have been co- like with these kind of movies, they compare Guillermo del Toro to C.S. Lewis. Huh. With like the whole fantastical world right. and, and yeah, kind of. Kind of. Especially in yours. Not, I don't think necessarily yeah. in mine. mine m- you, yours feels like a universal monster movie. And we'll talk yeah, about that. We, we will. will talk about that. So, so Crimson Peak 2015. Mm-hmm. They think that I read it somewhere with the Pokeballs. First of all, that it they filmed it in 68 days. Yeah, so which quick. is pretty quick for a movie. Yeah. So this is the story of, and I'm not going to remember any of their names, and it's okay. Yeah. A young blonde woman who yeah. is quiet and shy, and then she meets this. Well, she's the there's a doctor in town, mm-hmm. and the doctor loves her, and her dad likes the doctor to love her, but she f- meets Lucille and her brother. Well, she meets the brother first, right? But I can't remember the brother's name. Tom Middleston. Like, Right, Tom, played by Tom Huddleston. Huddleston. Whatever. Just call him Loki. No, played by Loki. That's okay. Gonna, hopefully that doesn't mess anybody up. Well, they're not going to think that this is a Marvel movie. I know. So anyway, so, and Loki's character loves her. Mm-hmm. But then there's something going on. It's kind of weird. It's something with the sister, and you're like, what? So then, um, wait. So then, all of a sudden... Loki asks his sister for a ring and she like rips it off of her hand and she said this is my ring but he gives it to her and then you can tell that he's gonna propose to the blonde girl but then the dad's like uh, no way you're no I get good. a weird vibe yeah you're I've done reports on you not gonna happen so then the next day the dad dies I mean like violent so this one compared to the two yeah this movie is much more violent but what I do need to go way back and I totally forgot this part when the blonde lady's was about seven or something. Her mom dies. Yeah. So then the little girl is sleeping in her bed, and all of a sudden she sees this ghosty black thing, and it's like, beware of Grimson Peak. And but so, it's supposed to be her mom. Right, which is so weird that she's it's just like, resting. horrifying. Yes. Because I would if, be like, terrified. if you died and right. your ghost came back and be like, oh, it's up, ghost mom? You're like, hello. And I'm like, oh, nope, no, thank you. Right. <laughs> and then this ghost appears later, and right before she's about to leave. To leave. Or, no, right, Tom Huddleston, Hiddleston, whatever his name is, Loki's character comes in, and the ghost had just appeared to her and again warned her about Crimson Peak. Yeah. And so, because she wasn't going to go to a party, but then she comes down and she's really scared, and he's like, oh, let's go to this party. And there's a, a scene where his character is going to teach the Americans how to do waltz. the English waltz. Mm-hmm. Did you read the Pokeball on that? I don't watch it on Amazon. You always ask me that. Oh, okay, I just wanted to ask. So they... um. They're dancing, and and supposedly, if you're a good leader and you hold a candle, it doesn't go out. Yeah. If you're dancing the right way, well, I read in the Pokeballs that with Tom, with Loki, it didn't go out. That's pretty impressive. It had two wicks. Oh, that's so cheating. Cheat, that's okay. So I was kind of curious if that was CGI or not. It wasn't. Uh, no, that's impressive. Yeah. Um, because I was like, and there are times where I'm like, they're moving that thing real fast. Right. And then you could see it like, go, I was thinking, okay, it's like, yeah. I, I wasn't thinking CGI. I was thinking like there's a switch. And they're it's going like, like up, 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 on, on, up, 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 down, down, down. So, but then the dad dies. So. Well, he doesn't die. The dad gets murdered. Big time icky. Like, ooh, I had to close my eyes. Well, and I love that too. The coroner's like, yeah, he fell. Oh, yeah, that's what happens when you fall onto a sink? Well, and you take out a big chunk. I mean, this was like, wow. So, like I said, much more violent than yours. Yeah. Eh, um, I at did, times. Well, let's just say, with your movie, I didn't have to close my eyes. Really? I had to turn. Well, some of the people stuff, yeah. But I had to, like, turn it a little bit. With your, with mine, I had to flat out close my eyes. Yeah. Um. So, I'm going to stop here. It was so funny. I went on my lunch today and I went to a quiet room in a classroom and one of my teacher friends came with me and she's like, it's okay. I'm not going to talk to you because I know you need to watch a movie and I'm going to take a nap. I was like, okay. So I'm watching it. And all of a sudden, what? Throw me my phone. Oh, all of a sudden I realized that she's sitting next to me and then she's getting a little closer and a little closer. And I'm like, Hey, are you watching this with me? So that I turned my phone and we're watching it together. So it really, I'm going to say it's a two hour film, 
the first hour and 45 minutes plays like a whodunit, what's going on. There's, so she marries him and she and Lucille and Loki move to their English estate. It's a creepy old house. There's holes, the like snow's falling through and the wall and the floors are melting into water. It's weird. And Lucille is weird. And you know something's going on because she keeps giving the blonde lady tea. Yeah, and she and, keeps talking to the brother about like... Like weird stuff. And it's like... And that the blonde lady can only go in certain parts of the house and because Lucille has the keys and you something is not right. And then a couple of times she sees like ghosts again and then she sees this creepy red demony gross thing except you know what that wasn't so bad because it didn't scare me because it was so cgi'd that i wasn't afraid and it wasn't yeah you know it was like because even when my friend it's and i fun. were like okay this is okay this is okay and then and then it just took a major can i just say this i'm just gonna say it yeah a major dump i was like <laughs> what so basically we find out yeah I'm going kind of quick on this story because there are to. some vis beautiful visuals. It's pretty cool, yeah. And and what they were saying too is so Loki is trying to create this machine that will pump up the earth and I'm not exactly to they get live the on, clay. Yeah, they live on like a clay thing, clay right. reserve or something. So. Right, and so he's created this machine and that's what he was trying to sell to different places and everybody said no, no, no and that's when... Um, the blonde lady's dad is like, no, I don't like you and I don't know why. And then hired somebody to do mm. this, to figure out. And then that's when he said, you will never marry my daughter. I will not give you my blessing. Go away. And Loki said, I will prove to you that I'm worth it. And then boom, he's murdered. The dad's murdered. Yeah. So creepy stuff is kind of going on. And then what's interesting is because of the red clay, when it snows, they call it Crimson Peak, yeah. where the house is, because the redness comes through the snow. So that's where Crimson Peak comes from. But so things are going on, and the blonde lady figures out, I think through finding stuff in the attic yeah. that there's, or the basement or something, there's some creepy stuff going she down She keeps below. waking up at night, and her husband is gone. So she's exploring the house. Well, yeah, and she keeps seeing things or hearing things. Like yeah. she hears a baby cry, and then she sees other crying and, and different things. And so kind of time is going on, and she's figuring out, okay, no more tea. Yeah. Because she's like, no. And then... um. So then I can't remember exactly what happens with the blonde lady, but she ends up in bed. She finds the 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 audio recordings that are like oh, all the yeah. other wives or something. Yeah, that, that's what it was. All the other wives and then some other stuff that they're figuring out. So then she puts it all together that L Lucille and Loki are in it together. Yeah. And there's something wrong here. Yeah. And the final straw is she walks in on Loki and, the, and his sister, who really is his sister, in a very, in, in an icky situation. They're kissing. And stuff. And 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 now, here's the thing. Okay. This scene is not played for jokes. It is not a funny scene. No. It's not like a, what? What a crazy scenario. And it's it's also kind of like, like their mom was super gross and evil yeah. and mean. And their mom isolated them and didn't show them any affection, didn't show them any love. So, so that was their way of, of like, it's this weird, twisted yeah. way of affection and, and positivity and validation that is, like, wrong and bad and gross. Right. But, like, it, it it definitely doesn't come out of nowhere. It doesn't, what I mean is, it doesn't feel like, I don't know, what if they were kissing? Like, because right. of all the buildup of, like, something's going so, on. So, yeah, and then, and then, because she hears the recordings, too, of they're trying to kill me. They're, don't drink the tea. I'm not drinking the tea anymore. Mm -hmm. So then... She, the blonde lady ends up in bed and the sister's feeding her and she's like, no, I don't want the tea. So she's like, okay, we'll have some soup. Well, then we find out that she's put poison, poison in the soup. Which is kind of like, duh. Well, I know. Don't take anything from the crazy woman. Stupid. So, and then we, so, and loose, and the blonde woman has signed off because she's in love with the husband. Yeah. And she has signed off all of her fortune to them. And then we find out that this was the plan all along. But, aha, uh -huh. 
What? Loki's falling in love with the blonde girl. Like for realsies. Like for realsies. And then this, there's the big... Oh, and then the doctor who's in love with the blonde finds out that there's something going on. So he goes to help her. in All the way from America. Yes. And then there he is. And then so... Then this big scene happens mm-hmm. that everything that he's going to take the blonde out and then the sister's like, no, you're not. And yes, I am. And then I can't remember if this because I know there's a big part that I'm going to talk about. But does he does he does the sister first poke to I think, yeah, he stabs him or something. Yeah, in the side. Right. And so the doctor's kind of trying to limp out and still carry the blonde. And then Loki comes over to him and says, if I don't do this. She will talking about his sister. You're a doctor. Tell me where. Yeah, that was a really cool scene. Yeah, actually. and it took me a minute, and I'm like, oh, so so not to kill the doctor, and that's what He's Loki like, is like. Just show me the, the Tell me the best spot to actually stab you with this knife. If I was the doctor, yes, uh, I would look at him and just go fake stabbing me. Yeah, don't really stab me. Right. Switch the blade around. Poke me, I will fall over. Exactly. You do not need to stab me. I get what you're doing. Right. But you don't need to stab me. Right. And so, so then. Yeah. And then Loki tells the dog, takes him down to the basement or something. Because he's going to like kill him or something. Right. And then he says, no, I'm not going to hurt you. You know, I'm going to go get the blonde. Yeah. And I really do love her. So just wait for me. Wait for her. I'm going to bring her. I promise. Yeah. Well, then come up and Lucille's gone wackadoodle. Yeah, she's going nuts. And and then the creep, this creepy part, and it's not super creepy, but a little bit creepy to me. Again, a little goes a long way. Yeah. Where Lucille is telling the whole plan. This is, you just sign the documents. We want your money. Then you're dead. And this is what we've done. And this is our plan. And this is what's going to happen. And all of a sudden, she cuts a little piece of Blondie's hair off. Yeah. And, put, and then opens this drawer. And braids and it. Four, yeah, braids, and I'm just like, Ooh. and there are four other little curls of hair. So that means that that they've done this to at least four women, which Blondie already knew because she had been listening to all the tapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's not tapes; it was a gramophone. 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 So then, what about the grandpa phone? No, not that grandpa phone. That's funny. Because mm, it's a grandma phone. Grandma. F- oh yeah. <laughs> okay, that's funny. So then Loki comes back up. And then he um, he and his sister start to argue, and then they start to stab each other, and Lucille, <laughs> goodbye, Loki. He t- it was, so the, the last, let me just say, the last 20 minutes, icky, icky, <laughs> super yucky, super icky, super, uh, 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 just blood everywhere. Yeah. Not so good. I, I could have done this whole movie and then just stopped at the twenty at that twenty minutes before the movie ended. Because it's nothing but stabbing and blood and I mean oh, it's the climax. But it didn't need I have Does to, it because now here here's my okay. thing. There's really no color in that whole movie besides Right. So the whole ending color is essentially splashing through right it's all blood right but a lot of grays and whites and that's pretty much it so when all the color starts to pop through it really shows you that something is changing and i think that's kind of interesting right but i just the whole brother sister oh yeah that's gross storyline didn't need to yeah but she should have just been his wife and that would have been i really thought she was going to be the first wife yeah and that's fine let that happen not this ooky creepy she killed her mother and Yeah, I didn't like that part. Yeah. Um, Guillermo del Toro, yuck. Yeah, because he listens. Yeah. So um, then, so Loki's dead. Yeah. And then Blondie is trying to save the doctor, but here comes Lucille. Okay, great, great scene with Jessica Chastain as Blondie's going down the the elevator. Mm -hmm. And Jessica Chastain is, I'm laughing, but only because visually it was just kind of funny to me. She's running down these stairs, screaming like a crazy person. It's terrifying. It is terrifying. And did you notice the walls kind of had like stuff running down it? And I was like, I don't, it's the visual stuff. It's the clay. Oh, yeah. Because remember, it's passing through like the... Right. Yeah, it, yeah, it's good. So then they're back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And that's basically at one point, that's what one of them says. We're just going to keep doing this to either I die or you die. 
It's Jessica Chastain says. Yeah, and then and then she then Blondie says, "Nope, there's somebody behind you." She says, "No, there's not. Yes, there is. Turn around." And it's her brother's ghost. Yeah. And then Jessica Chastain turns around again and says the same line, and then Blondie whacks her really hard with a shovel, shovel and says, "You already said that." So or I heard then, you the first time or something. Something like that. So then... She does she, it again. She does... I mean, two or three times, she just got clocked hard with a shovel. And hello to the sound effects guy, because it was like, funk! Oh, that'd be so much fun. Ooh. I, I Again, I closed my eyes so many times in this film at that end. What I do just, you think the sound guy's shopping cart looks like when he's like <laughs> right all these great things that they're going to use for like, sound this is a watermelon in a garbage can lid right it well that was a great sound <laughs> on her face so then the ending is blondie and the doctor are walking out mm-hmm. but it was a good it was what, what did you want is there anything that you wanted to add to this it's definitely if you watch it a second time there's definitely some foreshadowing Oh, you and the foreshadowing. I don't think that hard. I think it's fun. Yeah. I'd, so had you seen this before? No. Okay. And this somebody said it's their favorite. Uh, Lily, she's one of our listeners. She. So go ahead. No, I'm sorry. No, I was just saying she, she, she was wanting us to watch this for a very long time. Okay. Not my favorite. <laughs> Only because, you know what, again, it was just because of the icky turn we took. Yeah. We didn't need to take the icky turn. Yeah. So we, I don't think it, it could have been just fine. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, because when the icky turned, both my friend and I went, ew. Cause it's kind of gross, but like in icky. a super gr- I was I was telling Lily because I told her, like, I watched it. And she's like, what did you think? And I go, eh. and I go, I like to think that, that it, when that scene happened. And she's like, I am. She's like, you're not her sister. She's, she's like, I am his sister. And then I like to think that I just walk out or go, Hey, wait a minute. That's gross. Ew. <laughs> like, that's like, icky. Ew. Like I point. And they're like, who's that guy? I, go, I don't know. Some and then I just leave. Yeah. Some guy. So. I'm a ghost. I Yeah. There's a lot of ghosts in this. So I liked it. Yeah. And like I said, I really liked it. Until the gross part. Until the gross part. And then it just went for me. It went from like a good solid B plus to a C minus. That's fair. Just because, ooh, I don't like, that was just didn't, I think it just, for me, it just ruined it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, But I did like it. I mean, like like that whole Jane Austen look to it. I love it, those kind of movies. It's I'd kind of, it's kind kind of, of the, a bait and switch. Right. And, I, I'd and liked, if, you, if you watch the trailer to this, okay. completely different film. It shows all, it shows pretty much every single scene that has a ghost in it in the trailer. So you think it's a big, scary monster movie. And it's really not. No, I mean, it's not. No, it's just, yeah. It's very different than Guillermo del Toro's other stuff, for sure. Well, so because I've seen Pacific Rim, yeah, I've seen Thor Ragnarok. No, no, no. Nope. I get mixed up in those, and, and and there's no similarities. I just totally had a brain fart. Um, what else have I seen from him? I seen Pan's Labyrinth. Is there anything else I've seen by him? Uh, maybe, but okay. mostly it. Okay, so I, you know, I'm a little torn on this one because for sure I thought this was going to be a rented. Yeah. Then it pooped the bed. I was going to say, and then, in good conscience, I can't say that. (laughs) I mean, I really can't because it's so gross at the end, and it's ishy. Yeah. So I'm going to have to say... uh, You can say it. Throw in the trash. That's fair. Or how about about this? Okay. Watch it. Okay. But just forget the last 25 minutes. Just turn it off. Yeah. And just know that it's icky, and then you don't want to see the rest. And the, the good girl wins in the end, and we're good. Can we, just, can we just say that? <laughs> um, so here's my, I have one <laughs> glaring problem with it. Okay. And it's not, it's the not the, part? it's not the incest. It's, um, okay. What do all the ghosts look like? Black and ooky. And, and scary. they have gross fingers. Yeah, they're all gross and scary. What does Tom Hilston's ghost look like? It's all cute. It looks like a <laughs> Disneyland ride. Yeah, I know I saw that too. Of, I was like. Like all the other cute, all the other ghosts are like, help me! Out. Yeah, they're all black or red or missing colored. Yeah, he's just like, hello, welcome to the haunted mansion. I know, it totally looks like something you'd see on the haunted mansion ride. Cute and want to ride with. Yeah, and I was just like, wait, what? Yeah, and he doesn't do anything. No, and then <laughs> the other ones are like floating and like, <laughs> or like crawling, and he's just he's like, just like hello. He's, he just stands there and turns. Right. He just kind of shrugs. <laughs> and it's the of where he got poked up the nose, the blood's coming out, which is kind of gross. But um, 
Yeah. Not, yeah. Eh. Okay. Here's what I want to talk about with this movie. Okay. Now, what Guillermo del Toro does a lot is, and I don't know if this is on purpose or what, but it's like. <gasps> oh, I forgot to say something, but okay, go raise, ahead and No, no, we'll raise your back. hand. You're raising your hand. I raised my hand. So, a pokeball. Yes. Originally, mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, hello. I totally Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch was going to be that role. And something came up and he couldn't do it. So they offered it to Tom Huddle, whatever his name is, Loki. Mm-hmm. And actually, in real life, Loki and Benedict Cumberbatch are really good friends. Yeah. So Loki called Benedict Cumberbatch and made sure it was okay. And Benedict Cumberbatch thought it was a great idea. Yeah, because they both look like naked cats. Don't they do look like those naked cats? No, they, Their faces like just no, they don't. No, they don't. Okay, Loki. Wait, I'm still talking. Loki has a really pretty face until he gets stabbed. Until he gets stabbed up his nose. But anyway, okay, your turn. Um, one. Okay, so Gimbal Tour does this a lot where he's gonna make one movie or something where it's like, oh, here's a project, and that project gets shelved, and it eventually becomes something else, or that project gets canceled, and okay. blah blah blah. Like, actually, before he did Pan's Labyrinth, he was pitched uh, well, Language in the Wardrobe. Oh, yeah. No, I wouldn't want him to do that. I would. Uh, are you kidding me? Oh, visually, that would have been incredible. It would have been beautiful, but I don't think I'd be um, a little too creepy, I think. With, oh, man, with uh, Shape of Water, he yes. wanted to do Creature in the Black Lagoon. Yes. And they were like, no. So he did Shape of Water. There you go. Pretty close. In 2000, this is 2015. This movie, yeah. In 2010. Yes. San Diego Comic-Con. Yes. Hall H. Big, 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 big room. Big panel. Okay. Guillermo del Toro goes, hey, it's me. Lights go out. What's going on? You hear a voice. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. Welcome, foolish mortals. People go ballistic. It's Ian McShane re- reading the Haunted Mansion's opening scroll. Or like the opening okay. title right, thing. Right, right, right. The... Where's the Haunted Mansion flash on the screen? Gimel del Toro's like, I'm directing Haunted Mansion. Nice. And it's going to be scary. And it's going to be fun, but it's going to be scary. Right. And we're not going to be calling Eddie Murphy back. Like, and people are like, oh, awesome, awesome, awesome. It is 20 years. It's 10 years later. The movie never happened. Poop. It was going to star Ryan Gosling. Oh, yes. This kind of feels like it could have been that take away the icky parts right oh absolutely like, look at this how ha- look at how great things are gonna be look at how cool things are gonna be oh this house is spooky and filled with ghosts right. like there's definitely some things that he could have like re- like what is that called a like, repoed from his haunted mansion script and put right. into here Abs- well and it said on the pokeballs too that he rewrote this script like 10 or 12 times yeah well so and yeah. then even when blondie and loki were cast it was rewritten again yeah so, yeah, it took me a long time to figure out that that was Jessica Chastain because her hair is dark. Yes, not and red. I was going to say, isn't it red? I get her, though, and Ron Howard's daughter mixed up. Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, that, everybody yeah. does. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sorry, but this one, yeah. Watch the first part and then don't watch the last 20 minutes and then just the know the, the, yeah, because it's icky. And then the girl, Blondie wins at the end. Okay. My turn. Yes. I got to watch Pan's Labyrinth. Okay, but I have a couple really good Pokeballs to tell you. And uh, also, well, we need to talk about this. Okay. You gave me this movie. Yes. I want to say the next day after we recorded, I got a text from you. All caps. (laughs) Pan's Labyrinth isn't in English? (laughs) I didn't know that. It's a it's a it's a Spanish movie. I didn't know that. Uh, and I so didn't to know honor anything that, about it except it was supposed to be scary. I'm gonna do the whole my whole review of it. Okay. In Spanish. Okay. Go ahead. Un pelic, pe, película labyrinthio de fauna es bueno. <laughs> <laughs> the end. The end. I'm all done because those are the only words I know. Tortuga queso. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, see, I know how to say a couple other things, but like what? I know how to say "give me a kiss" and sit besos, down. Besos, besos. Dame un beso, and then siéntate. So, okay, so talk about this because you know what tortuga tortuga queso means? Uh cheese turtle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually used to know how to say teenage mutant ninja turtles in Spanish. Right. 
I don't remember how to say it though. Why did you need to know how to say it? She's tr- sorry. I'm laughing. It's hard for people to understand us when we're laughing. Why would you need to know how to say cheese turtle? Oh, I didn't, but I know queso is cheese, and I know tortuga is turtle. So tortuga, tortuga queso is a cheese turtle. It's turtle cheese. No cheese. Okay. You said tortuga queso. Yes. That's turtle cheese. Okay. Or queso che- tortuga is cheese turtle. There you go. There's well, probably a difference. There maybe I don't know. Um, Okay. Can you milk a turtle? <laughs> I don't even know, and I don't even care. So let's talk about the movie. I don't want to talk about m- milking turtles. No. Hey, it's me. I'm a farmer. I'm a my turtle farm. Milking a turtle. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Let's talk about and this movie. And that's Pan's Labyrinth. No, I love I love this film. Really? I Kind of, kind of bummed you didn't get this one. I well, and I picked it because I'd heard so many good things about it that I wanted to see it. Um, okay, so it's about a little girl, and you know what's funny is the the movies that are not in English are so much easier for us to get the character names because it's the only word we know. Exactly. So this movie's about Ophelia. Yes. And Ophelia is a little girl. You say, wait, why are you raising your hand? Because I have some a pokeball to tell you real quick. Okay, what is it? The Pokeball is, and I'm sorry that I interrupted you. I care. That originally the script was written for a seven to eight year old little girl. Mm-hmm. And um, Guillermo, whatever, the Del Toro guy, the director, he saw this little girl and she was 11. It and works. So she was like, he was like, no, no I want this. It, little it works. Girl. It works. She's great. She's great. Yeah. Okay. okay. Sorry. Ophelia. And it is during the Spanish Civil War. Yes. And I believe that is in the seven. Dwight no D. Idea. Eisenhower is the American president. That's so it's all in I the know. Fifties? I don't know. Fifties. Forties or fifties? I don't. Forties or fifties? And it starts with a story about a princess Moana. Kind of funny. Yes. Uh, Moana uh, goes to the sky. Yes. And she looks at the sky, and it's too bright, and it burns her little eyes, and she forgets who she is. Yes. So we meet Ophelia, and Ophelia loves reading and storybooks and all that kind of stuff. Yes. And Ophelia is traveling with her mom. Yes. Whose name? Is mom. Mom is mom. And mom is pregnant with a baby. Yes. As opposed to being pregnant with anything else. <laughs> and mom is pregnant with a baby and they're going somewhere because the captain, the captain, capitan, captain, cap- captain says they got to go. So they're going to go see the captain. Well, because, yeah, she's married to the captain, but the captain is not Ophelia's dad. Not Ophelia's dad. Ophelia's dad was some other guy. Taylor. He was a tailor. Yeah. He was Taylor, who lives under the desk. Um, no, he was a Taylor, not was, the Taylor. He was a Taylor. So, and her dad is dead. Yes. Um. So Ophelia is like reading her storybook or whatever, and then she goes. Uh, her mom has to throw up, so they pull the cavalcade over. Is that what that's called? I don't know. It sounds good to me. Okay, I don't think that's the right word. That's they, okay. They, they pull that over, and. Ophelia's like walking around the forest and she finds this like stone with like an eyeball on it. Not like a real eyeball, but like a design. And she like sees this other thing and like, and then like puts it in that. Yes. And this like stick bug comes out and I was like, I thought I was going to do something gross, but it didn't. Um, I thought it was like sting or a biter or something. And it kind of flies away and she's like, it was a fairy. And it's like, that's a stick bug idiot. (laughs) Okay. I was Um, like, yeah. And the mom's like, okay. So then they go meet the captain and uh, Ophelia's kind of like walking around and the fairy comes back and and Ophelia's like chasing it and I'm like, don't do that. And then they go, she finds this labyrinth and we meet Mercedes who is an assistant to the captain who's like, yeah, it's just an old labyrinth. Like, just don't go in there. It's dangerous because um, it's old. And you uh, might get lost. You could get lost. It's a maze. And Ophelia's like, okay. Uh, and then later, Ophelia goes to sleep and the fairy, it like pops in, and she's like, "Whoa, dope, a fairy!" And then the fairy's like crawling on her, but still a bug. And I'm like, "Oh, it's about to bite her." That's what I thought too. Something, and you kept wait. I kept waiting for something bad to happen. Yeah. With that part of it, and it really wasn't. Yeah. So then the the fairy turns into a real fairy, and Ophelia's like, "Oh, dope!" And then the fairy's like, <laughs> "Let me just go back." She does not say, "Oh, dope," because he's like, "Oh, this rules, dude." Yeah. This is awesome. Awesome. Do that again. We do that again. So she she leaves her at the house with the fairy and goes into the labyrinth. And she's like, dope, dope, dope. And she walks down the stairs at the labyrinth. And inside the labyrinth, she meets the fawn. Yes. 
uh, super cool. Yes, he's very scary. <laughs> he's a very scary, terrifying character. Yeah, and I did expect him to be bad. I was like oh, waiting oh, for him to do and something he horrid. He starts to do something horrid. Right. And then at the end, spoiler, they're like, ah, just kidding. Just kidding. And everything changes on that part. But anyway. Um, but so, the, yeah, the fawn is Doug Jones. Doug Jones was also in your movie. Did you know Doug Jones was in your movie? No. Doug Jones is the ghost of the mom in your movie. The black ghost at the very beginning? Yes. That's Doug Jones. Wow. So, Doug Jones is an American. Question mark? I think I, he's American. I don't know. He's an American actor who is very tall and very lanky, and he's a character actor, but what I mean by that is he plays all the character characters. Like the creatures and things. He plays a lot of monsters, a lot of full makeup costume characters, because he's, he's just very good at being very, like, move. Well, he moves weird. He, But he was really good in the fun. And... As the fun. Uh, did you... I, the Pokeball for this? He... Uh, they were like, okay, so you're just going to be the, the voice of the thing and you we're going to teach you it phonetically so you can learn that because he didn't speak a word of Spanish. Right. And he got the script in English. And he was like, oh, cool. And then Guillermo del Toro was like, oh, it's in Spanish, by the way. And he was like, I don't speak Spanish. He's like, well, what we're going to do is teach it to you phonetically. Right. So it sounds like you're speaking Spanish, but you're just, you don't know what you're saying. And he's like, no, I want to learn the words. Like, I want to actually learn what I'm saying. So he learned Spanish so he could do this whole movie. Sounds great. And they dubbed him. Oh. They dubbed him over. But the actor who dubbed him over was saying because of how good that he was doing it and how he was doing it like a normal speaker, it was easier for him to dub and match because it was, okay, match this one. Like, the way that he's talking was much easier because he was actually speaking. So Got if it. I see someone saying, hello, my name is Ruben, I can I can match their mo- mouth movements. Right. Um, I thought the voice was great for the fawn. Oh, yes. You know what? Probably not. But it reminded me a little bit David Bowie. Kind of that yeah. creepy kind of, is it good? Like the guy from Labyrinth. Yeah, like the, like the original Labyrinth. Yeah, with David Bowie. Yeah. Is he good? Is he not? Is it creepy? Should Welcome. I be? Welcome. I am a fun. Yeah, should Look I? Look at my dangly bits. No, it was just <laughs> the face and stuff reminded me of, yeah. I don't know why. Oh, his ears? His little, his little yeah. ears and his horns? And it was like, mm, I'm not sure. Doug Jones also has a very, he's a very normal face. He's kind of a longer face. But I love whenever Guillermo del Toro slaps a bunch of makeup on him because it's just like, your eyes are now over here. Not right. where a human's person's eyes are. I love, I love it. Um, so the fawns like there's three challenges you got to do to prove that you're Princess Moana, and Ophelia's like dope. I'm in. So first one, uh, she's got to go get stick some stones in a frog. Yeah, big oh, big that frog. Was so cool. That was really cool. I thought it was gonna be gross, but it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, also this whole sub there's a whole subplot of the civil Oof. war going on, and, and this icky. captain is it's bad. Icky. He's he sucks. And he's like a dictator guy. And he's essentially, okay, he's the Darth Vader. Right. And then the rebels are trying to like free everything. Exactly. But he's got a couple little spies with him that are in his ranks he doesn't know about. Like his doctor, the doctor, the main doctor who's helping his wife and Mercedes. Yes. And so it's like there's there's little spies that are helping the troops out in the the woods. Uh, There's this whole subplot of them, you know, the captain hunting those people. And their troops are slowly getting bigger and bigger, and his are depleting more and more, which is a cool thing. Right. That was that was a little bit much for me, and like I said, I had to close my eyes just a little bit, um, but I really enjoyed Ophelia's storyline. Yes. So, uh, Ophelia goes, and she she is wearing this really nice dress her mom made her. Yes. For the uh, party. Oh, and the fawn gave her some book that was like, you can only look at this when you're alone. Yes. Like it's a dirty magazine or something. No, it's just a big old book that was going to give you yeah. the kind of the what's going on. But so, so she's like, okay, the first challenge is I got to stick these rocks in a frog. So she takes her little dress off and she's wearing like a like a brown underdress. I don't even know what you would call it. it looks like a, a slip. Yeah, I don't know. It's a slip. She's still wearing her nice shoes though. I was like, Oops. I know that's what I was thinking too. Take off your shoes. But uh, so she's crawling through the mud and there's all these bugs and it's gross. And she sees this big frog and she's like talking to it. It's not really saying anything. But there's like a bug that crawls on her face and it like 
and it like sticks his tongue out and hits her in the face. Ah, it was so yucky. And then she like gets startled and drops the stones. And then she picks them up, but one of them isn't a stone. It's a little buggy. Yes. And she's like, oh, look at the buggy. Look at the buggy. And he's like, ooh, buggy. And he like sticks his tongue out and it wraps around her hand and like pulls everything in and it pulls the stones in. Yes. Uh, and then the frog throws up its entire everything. Yes. And like it's and melts or just like kind of like in Roger Rabbit when Ju- when the tune falls out of Judge Doom and melts and then it's just like his husk is just there. Yeah, that the was frog's weird. husk a is weird. just there. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And she but, like pulls the key out of the frog. Yes. And then the second challenge, she's going to do the second challenge, but then the mom's having like birth problems. Yeah. Because the book is just all red. And the fawn's like, why didn't you do the challenge? She's like, uh, my mom almost had a miscarriage. Like, I don't know what you want me to do here. And the fawn's like, all right, cool. Let me help you. This is gross. Uh, here's a little gross baby plant thing. Uh, put some blood and some milk in a bowl or something. And that'll help your mom feel better. And it did. Yes, but um, it was gross. It was kind of fun. They're in Harry Potter. They're called Mandrake Roots. They're yeah, like actual. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what that was. Yeah. Um, And it's like, Bleh! like it's a little CGI. Th- it's not CGI. It's like a little animatronic. It's like, Bleh! but it like moves how her mom moves. I thought that was kind of interesting. Super interesting. But so then uh, the second challenge. I forgot what it was. Oh, they no, t- I didn't. She had to go okay. in that room where now all you, the food was. And she couldn't have any of the any food. Any of it. And you couldn't take anything, couldn't drink anything, couldn't eat anything. And the whole time you were watching this, you're like, when does it get scary? When does it get scary? And I kept looking at you, closing my eyes and putting my hands up and going, <sighs> and you were like, I don't know what that means. And I was like, well, get ready. Yeah, but it wasn't scary to me. It's Okay. So she goes in this room and, and with her little, three little fairies and they're like, this one, this one. And she has her key and she has to open something up and take it out of the, the box and then leave the room. Right. All she's got to do. And the pale man is in there. And he's just sitting there, got no eyes. Okay. He's just looking Can forward. Can I just tell you, he was across from me between um, a naked mole rat yeah. and a silkworm. Yeah. Because he was gross. His so legs gross. are and definitely CGI. There's no way that was physically possible. Right. And, and he had no eyes. No eyes. They're in his hands. That was the coolest thing. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What? To, I thought that was so cool. You thought that was cool? Yeah. You didn't think the Pillman was scary at all? No. I Because <laughs> he reminded me of Mickey Mouse. Okay. What? So, because. I do love that thing where Mickey Mouse, you go to Disneyland, he puts his hands up and goes, my eyes are up here. <laughs> no. I don't know what it was, but he was kind of gross. Okay. And then when she ate the grape and I thought, he, like, oh, no. woke up. No, no, no. And he woke up. Because the fairies are like, don't do that. Yeah. And, she, and they're trying to like pull it out of her hand and. Stuff. Anyway, so then he raises up his hand up above like his forehead. It looked like to me Mickey Mouse ears, but there were little eyeballs. And it, I don't know what about it. It didn't scare me. I thought it was so cool. Really? So then it, I really did. I really and truly thought it was awesome. That was like my favorite part. I'm genuinely shocked that was your favorite part. I thought it was so cool. And then he's like chasing her and she's got her magic chalk. I need magic chalk. With the, and then she creates the door and boop, she goes back to her room. Yeah, well, because, and he's, now, Doug Jones also plays the Pale Man. I was wondering. So, by that logic, and they, they've kind of, like, hinted at it, you think that was real? Like, do you think the, do you think she was actually in any danger with the Pale Man? What? What if the Pale Man was the fawn oh, testing her? Could been. I don't know. Or was a creation of the fawn? Like, well, like, what if the pale man was a test? There was she was not gonna get eaten. She right. wasn't gonna do it. Like, like, but they kind of like, oh yeah, it's a scary child eater. No, right. You know, and I think maybe I, it was just too much thinking on my part there. But um, I just yeah, because then he's like, you didn't, you didn't do it right. You're done. Yeah, and he disappears. And he's like bean to her. Yeah, he's he's mad. Yes. Because he wasted all this time. And, and he's he, like, you're not Moana. He thought that this was it. And it, she failed technically. Right. Uh, so he leaves. And then just a lot more subplot happens. Like the mom gets sick and dies. Right. And then the the captain goes kind of ballistic. And he like finds. But the baby lives. The baby lives. And it is a boy. And it is a boy. And the captain finds traitors. And he's going to kill them. Ugh. And then he kills some traitors. And he doesn't kill other traitors. And he tries to. And then the oh man, what's her name? 
the Mercedes, she goes nuts in like a cool way. Because he just, he's like, whatever, Mercedes. He even says it at one point, like, oh, she's just a woman. Right. And then she stabs him in the face. She totally does. And she stabs him in the back and stabs him in the chest. Oh, and then catches him right. Yeah, he kind of looked like Jack Nicholson when she did that. That's what I thought, too. Um, like half a joker face there. Yeah. And, and then he, he stitches ugh, it up. He sews it up himself. Uh, oh, and then when he drinks the alcohol and it oh. totally bled, it was, it was so visually, again, I liked it, but mm-hmm. it was like, ooh. Okay. So then I don't remember why the fawn comes back. I think just to give her, because we kind of realizes what goes on or whatever. She's like, another yeah. chance. So she gets the last chance, and the last one is? To bring the baby. Oh, yeah. she got to bring the, is that the last ch- test? Yeah. Bring the baby, and he, she's like, okay. So she brings the baby, and she's like, why do you need the baby? And he's like, uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. bring the baby. And she's like, okay. Yeah, don't, and, and he says, don't question anything I'm going to tell you. Yeah, she's like, all right, whatever. So she brings the baby, and uh, Captain's chasing her, and he's all drugged out because she put the the sedative. No, is that what that was? Sedative yeah. in his. And there's a whole, there's a whole bunch of other subplots going on, but she put the sedative in his, uh, in his whiskey or whatever that was, and so he's like, bleh, bleh, bleh. like he's trying to chase her, but he keeps falling over. And then even at one point, the labyrinth like helps hide her, which I thought which was I thought really was cool. So cool. Um. So he finally gets to her. And the fawn's like, all right, uh, give me the baby. And she's like, why well, you got that big old knife? And he's like, oh, no, I uh, got to just take a little bit from the baby. And she's like, no, you don't. He's like, no, I need an innocent blood. And then at this point, I was like, no, the fawn sucks. Because, and this is what I, okay, this is a really, really cool thing that I liked. Earlier in the movie, like right out the gate, uh, well, after that, uh, Ophelia says she saw a fawn. Right. Mercedes says, my mom or whoever said never trust fawns. Right. So us at the as the audience are like, we don't trust that then. Right. We don't trust you. We don't like you. And he's like, yeah, give me the baby. I'm going to give it a little stab. She's like, no. And he's like, you would sacrifice everything for this little brat. And she's like, yeah, because he's my brother. And he's like, all right, ding dong later. And he disappears. And then the captain shows up and shoots her, in the, shoots her in the spine. Right. Let me tell you. So I'm finishing this movie, sitting in the teacher's break room at this point. Yeah. And it happens. And I go, oh, what? No. And there's another teacher in there. And she knows I'm watching a movie. She goes, do you need to share what just happened? Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was, yeah. Uh, so Ophelia is like shot. And you're like, uh, what? And you see her blood dripping down, and beep, boop, 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 boop. Oh. it goes into the little thing, and then Ophelia, and then everyone finds Ophelia. Oh, actually, the captain walks out and with the baby, with the baby, and his whole place is destroyed. Yes. And all the the rebels are like, "Hey, dingus!" And he's like, and he has this whole subplot with his watch, and like, it's like, who cares? And he's like, "Uh, make sure my kid knows when I died and everything." This and uh, Mercedes is like, "Uh, your kid's not gonna go your name, doofus." And then her her friend like shoots him in the head, and he's like, Ugh! and he falls over dead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is okay. I'm not a gun expert, right? I'm not like a member of the NRA. I have fired a gun uh, multiple times, but uh, and and through that I know that if you fired it that close to a baby, right. The baby would be freaking out because that Ew. is loud. Right. Well, I don't think there was ever a baby in there. No. I, there, there, there's one time. There's one time when she when she gets the baby from the captain and you see his little hands go. Yeah, because most of it is not a baby. No. It's a dolly. So then uh, so then we go, f- we follow, uh, what's her name, Mercedes into the maze. Yes. And she sees Ophelia's <gasps> dead. And she's like, Ophelia died. And then, but Ophelia's not dead. She's in underground heaven. Right. Because she is Moana. And it's gold and red and beautiful. And the fawn's like, sorry, I was a jerk. It was a test. You passed. Yes. And then that's the end of the movie. Then it ends. Right. Okay. So, Pokeball I read. Okay. Said that after this movie. Yeah. At the, I'm probably going to mispronounce it, at the Cannes Film Festival in Cannes, France. yeah. Cannes. Whatever. 20 minutes the audience clapped after it was over. I thought that was cool. They weren't sure how to stop. 
They were like, I don't know. Should we stop? I don't know. We've been doing this for 19 minutes. Yeah, I mean, One I guy's thought like, that I was... I'm going to go pee. <laughs> no, nobody said that. I think that it it was... Just, that was cool. So, all right. What else do you want to talk about this film? Uh, pretty cool. It's very cool. Pretty cool visually. Uh, yeah. It's visually very good. And movie. very dark. Coloring is all dark yeah, till yeah. that very end. And the story is good. It's a pretty cool story that it, like it's simultaneously a story about a Spanish Civil War and got got a lot of fantasy vibes like fawns and fairies right. but also when she goes with the toad that fancy dress her mom made her yes it looks like alice's dress yeah like and she's crawling through the tree and like there's just a lot of really interesting things that i felt were were nods at, at you know fanny i mean the fawn himself felt like a very mr tumnus-esque character yes and it was pretty good yeah how would you rate it let's buy it oh yeah see i would I will never see it again, but yeah. I think it's, and is it for everybody? No, it no. really isn't. I mean, some of that storyline is really dark. Foreign films are good. Yeah. No, but I'm just saying, oh yeah, for, I thought you said for rent films. Foreign films? No. This is a good film. Yes. I say rent it and watch it, but it's not for everybody. Yeah. And definitely not for kids. Mm-hmm. And I would say rent it and watch it. It was like $3 on Amazon Prime and yeah. you had it for 48 hours. Yeah. I, um... No, I, I love it. I think Gimbal the Tour rules. So I texted you for a, a little segment we're going to do just for the month of March because it f- ties into the theme. Okay. Uh, spoiler alert, most of the directors we choose are still going to be alive and working. So Right, okay. Uh, but what would you like to see this director do? Like like if if an, if they said if if Gimbal the Toro said, "Hey Don, I want you to pick my next project. What should I do?" Because I think for me, I I really want to see that Haunted Mansion movie. Yeah, I would say I would say doing like uh, I, unfortunately, all I'm thinking of is Disney, but but something like an Alice in Wonderland, or you know what I would like to see him do? What James and the Giant Peach? Don't, Mom. Yeah. Don't do that to me. I that think, rules. I think it would be great. Oh, because Doug Jones has to play the uh, the millipede guy. Yeah, that has to be Doug Jones. Yeah, I think that so something like that. A classic. Oh, he's the grasshopper. Jones. Doug Jones is the grasshopper. Right. So so something along that lines where a classic children's book come to life. That's where I that's think he needs to. That's gotta be do. a thing, right? What? Guillermo del Toro's James and the Giant Peach. That sounds too real. No, it's just because I'm brilliant. Tell me I'm brilliant. That's pretty good. Oh, come on. I only get a pretty good. Well, no, I mean, that's... I'd also, honestly, I would like to... You know what else I would like to see is I would like to see also Gear, what the director. I can't... I don't want to keep killing his name, but I would love to see him remake an Alfred Hitchcock film. So okay. Like Rear Window or... With no monsters. Yeah. N- just, nothing but weird. I think, yeah. I think he would do a really good job of just that... Super thick suspense. He's doing a stop motion Pinocchio movie. Mm. Eh, mm. monster will be scary. Mm. Yeah, the whale, the and yeah, the, I don't think so. and the and the uh, the little the little donkey boys. Oh yeah, Ooh, no, I think we're not gonna watch that. But it's on Netflix. It's gonna be on Netflix. Oh okay, well then you can watch it. I don't want to. <laughs> um, no, I think James and Giant Peach would be. Oh my gosh, can't believe I didn't think about that, Mom. That rules. Thanks. Like he would do a very good job. And, and I had a couple ideas. Okay. I want to see him do an alien film and not uh, not an alien alien. Not like not like You mean like Pacific Rim? No, like alien <laughs> Oh, like aliens. Like aliens. But I want it to not be in English. Oh yeah. Like I'd love to watch a team that's not that's not this American team we've seen. Just a I want to see him go full blown alien in Spanish. Oh, that would be pretty interesting. Um, of course, I'll. I mean, give him the Universal Monsters. Yeah. Give Guillermo del Toro the Universal Monsters. Let Doug Jones be all of them. <laughs> like, right. I think that would be so good. Like he needs to do Universal Monsters because that's that's his bread and butter. I yeah. Or you know what else would I would love to see him do? What Hunchback of Notre Dame? Yeah. And you know, it's that darkness. He would but that actually great. ties your ideas and my idea together. Your idea right. of a Disney film and my idea of a universal monster because the Hunchback exactly. of Notre Dame was a universal monster. I love it. Yeah, he would. And, and you know, it's funny in either facet. Right. If he remade the Disney film 
or if he re- if he was doing a universal monster version exactly. of the, like either way it would be very good very good so yeah that's good no okay. Guillermo del Toro rules he I had never seen these films and I really liked Pan's Labyrinth liked Crimson Peak but not all the way I've so. seen him in real life he's a he's a little man I I've you you mean like real real life yeah he walked by me once oh when you were at Comic Con 2012 nice that's cool I've never met anybody good. Um, you will in when is it? <gasps> July eighteenth. You will July eighteenth. Yay! Can't wait! Can't wait! Can't wait! <sighs> Christmas con here we come. Me and Ruben. Yay! 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 Christmas con. That's what we're going to, people. Christmas con. If you live in the area, come join us. We're gonna have so much fun. We're only gonna be there till Saturday. Only yes. the Saturday because we just can't do the whole weekend. Too expensive. Yes. Um, but we're gonna be there Saturday. So if you're in the area, let us know, and we'd love to meet you. I'd love to meet you. Ruben, would oh love to meet God. you. Well. I'm gonna be wearing my. Contested mother approved shirt. And let me tell you. I'm going to be wearing a look of disappointment. <laughs> right. Um, also, I don't know anything about cons. So I don't know what you're allowed to say to them or what you're not allowed to say to them. I mean, most things you're not allowed to say are racial slurs. Well, no, no. But here's what I want to do. <laughs> what? Because then we can report on it. Any ones that I meet, which I want to meet between four and six of them. Oh, my gosh. But that's okay. Is what is your favorite movie? Ever? Ever. Okay. And, and so maybe I can just be like, because that's my plan is, hey, my son and I do a movie podcast. What is your favorite movie? I mean, you don't have to bombard them. Well, I wasn't going to do that, but when it's what my I mean turn. Is, yeah, but you just go, hey, how you doing? And uh, No, because I'll be excited. Well, I'll do it. I'll go, hey, how you doing? I'm here with my stupid mom. <gasps> and you're going to be over there drooling like, eh, No, I will not. I loved you in Christmas Girls Vacation to China no, Town. No, I will not. They're people, so you treat them like people. But yeah. I'm just going to say, because I'm going to have my shirt on, that what is your Better favorite? than you having it off. <laughs> <laughs> right, hello. Um, what is your favorite movie? So yeah. that I know I'm excited, and I'm not going to be this crazy when I talk and meet them. But I'm excited. It's going to be fun. Now, should I do our spiel? Uh, Yeah. We have a Facebook page. Kid Tester Mother approved on Facebook. We have a Twitter. KTMA Show at Twitter. We have a Discord. Uh, it's in, it's the in the notes. notes. We have email. KTMA show at gmail.com. Do we have any emails? I don't think so. Okay. Um, we have a Patreon if you'd like to sponsor our little podcast. And March is coming. March Madness is coming. Oh, that's right. We're doing something, but I don't know what it is yet. Yeah, we've talked about it on the Discord. Yeah, you guys, I, I've been busy, so I haven't really looked at the Discord just because I haven't had time. Life has been busy. That's fair. And let me see, Patreon if you'd like to sponsor us, Tee Public if you want some cool merchandise. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. it's soft and it's amazing and it's wonderful. It's pretty so, good. It's so, I love my shirt and my students are always touching when I wear it. They're always touching my arm because it's really, really soft. So anyway, that's it. Okay. Anything you've been watching? Because I have a little something we got to talk about. So I don't think I've I'll been watching, I don't think I've been watching anything new. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I just, I've been trying to think of what I've been watching and I don't. Okay. I'm sure I watched something, but I don't, I don't remember. Are you ready? Yeah. You know what that was? What was that? That was my soap box. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Guess why'd you, what? why'd you smash it? No, I'm standing on top of it. I didn't smash it. That's rude. What did you, what do you mean a poof? I was putting it down. I was putting down my soap box because I have a little problem. Okay. Hallmark. You know how much I love Hallmark. Yeah. I love every Saturday night there's a new Hallmark movie. Yeah. Man, did they miss it on this one. Last Saturday was called Bad Date Chronicles. Bad Date Chronicles. Terrible film. Let me just tell you. Bad day. That was the worst two hours I've ever seen of a Hallmark film. Oh, I was like, wait. No, no, no. Of a Hallmark film. This was the I'm, I'm going to go into history here. This is the worst Hallmark film I have ever seen. Oof. Even worse than the Zero Get Snowball it. Christmas ones. Get them. Get Well, em. no. All I was going to say is terrible story, stupid, predictable, dumb, don't care, don't want to finish it, not interested. Who are you? I know. Well, it was just, it was bad. And the characters don't care. Terrible acting, no chemistry, three different couples didn't care. 
didn't want to hear it, didn't want to see it. They didn't even seem to, the actors didn't even seem to like each other. This rules. This was a horrible film. Can I tell you, I put a little message, sent a message on their Facebook. Hallmark, I love you. I'm going to Christmas Con, but man, was they're this like, a stinker. They're going to be like, what's Christmas care. Con? They don't even care. But I'm just saying, this one, so if like, oh, I missed it. No, you didn't. Just leave it. I even told my friend who watched the movie with me today, hey, I know you missed Bad Date Chronicles. Don't worry about it. So Sucks. Uh, super terrible. And I was so disappointed because I literally was gone somewhere and rushed home to watch it. And it was like, wah, wah. It's terrible. I say that in my class. We play this game with my students. And it's a red light, green light game. Mm-hmm. And when the kids get a red light, I don't want them to cry because they're little. So we always do that. The whole group of kids play. And when they get a red light, because you have to stop your turn. Wah, wah. And they all do it. And, it's really and they're cute. like, public humiliation made this worse. No, because they do it too. And then we all laugh because it's a funny sound. And then we go on. All right. Are you ready? Yes. For our theme. for Who is our director next week? Rick Sprigfield. No, he did not direct anything. I don't think he did. I'm switching it. It's Quentin Tarantino. <gasps> no, we've done him lots. We don't want to do him anymore. <laughs> I don't want to do that. That was one of the suggestions on our... Mm. The, both the Coen brothers and Quentin Tarantino showing up as suggestions. I loved it. Not going to happen. No, because we've done Coen brothers too, haven't we? Not all of their stuff. They yeah, have a lot we, of stuff. I kind of feel like if we've done more than one or two... Well, it, we've only done, tell- Do you know we've only done one Coen brothers movie? Uh, okay. And it was the very first episode. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, but we've done a couple of Wes Anderson and if we haven't done an episode, we've talked about it. Cause like yeah. Isle of Dogs. Yes. I talked about it for sure. Right. We talked about it, but okay. I, you said you only have one for me, so you should go first. Yes. Because it could be one of the ones I have here. So you said it, but let's double check. Let's double say it. Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. He's a weird little, he's a weird little guy. I don't personally know him. So no, I have you, have you seen judgments. what he looks like? No, but I. I wouldn't want someone to make a judgment about what I look like. No, he looks he Wes I know, An- I know his stuff is different. Wes Anderson looks like he di- directs Wes Anderson movies. Oh yeah. Like he looks like he crawled out of the screen of his own movies. Right. Okay. Like look point. at this picture. He's got like a a fun little jacket. Hello 1970s. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the whole Wes Anderson. There's a Airbnb in like Canada that's Wes Anderson themed and each room has different Wes Anderson stuff in it. And it's all like replicas or whatever. Right, but it all cool. feels like you're in yeah, a Wes Anderson like in movie. A Wes Ander- okay, come on, give me it to me. Yours is from 2012. Ah, it's not. It's not one of my 3. Good. Okay. Okay. I already know what it is. And it has Bill Murray. Yep, Edward I knew it. Edward Norton, Jason Schwartzman. Let's see, anyone else? Uh, oh, maybe it's not what I thought it was. Uh, Harvey Keitel. Uh, Tilda Swinton. Okay. I'm just trying to name everyone that's in this movie that's in all his movies. Okay. Uh, I'm just being an idiot. Okay. You're watching Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, you know what I thought you were going to make me watch? What? The Aquatics of blah, 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 blah. That came out in 2004. Okay, I just didn't know. That, no, I'm not saying that it wasn't... Th- what I'm saying is Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou It's one of my favorite movies of all time That's why I thought you were going to make me watch it Yeah one of my favorite movies But I actually talked to my brother Robert uh, About this Because he does like He really likes Wes Anderson movies Okay And I was like What should mom watch And he was like Oh Moonrise Kingdom And I was like I think I know what she's going to make me watch And he goes Yeah Make her watch Moonrise Kingdom And I was like Okay So I have three choices Alright 2009 Yeah 1996 Yeah 2014 what? Except I forgot what that one was. I know what that one is. I know what 2014 is. What is it? It's Grand Budapest Hotel. Yes. Okay, yes. I don't oh. pick that one. Huh? I don't pick that one. Okay, don't pick that one. What are the other two? two 2009 or 1996. Okay. Wait a minute. <laughs> I know I know what 2009 is as well. Yeah, you do. Uh, and that's the one that Robert and I thought you were going to pick. Right. Well, that's one of them. But I have to, can I just tell you that yeah. 1996, I really like this film. Okay. Let's go 1996. Bottle Rocket. Yeah. Bottle Rocket. It's his first, his first movie ever. It's really good. I thought Rushmore was his first movie. No, this and is then a Bottle great Rocket. film. Yeah. It's, and it's got all his people in it. Right. Hello. And it, I think it even has 
Does that Bill? Is it Alan Rickman or Bill Nighy or somebody like that? It's Weird. a good film. I never understand how he gets such insane casts for his movies. But his, his mo- movies are good. Yeah, but Weird, his movies but are good. so fun. Yeah. Did you see the 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 trailer for the French Dispatch? No. Oh my gosh. Is that a Wes Anderson film? Yeah, it's his new one. French Dispatch. It's it's essentially about the New Yorker, but it's not the New Yorker. Oh, it's called got the it. French Dispatch. But it's just like what? Huh? Wait, how did you wait? What? Him? Her? Them? Also? What? All of these people in this movie? The poster has so many people on it that there's literally a subtitle with more names. Wow. It is stuffed full of people, and it looks like it's like four or five different little stories. Um, Awesome. I love those. I really do like those. Okay, so I'm watching... Bottle Rocket. And you're watching... Moonrise Kingdom. Okay. Yeah, I think it'll be good. Okay, bye. So, bye, everybody. Have a good week. Okay, bye, everyone. Bye.